Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right. Excited to catch up with our next guest, college football analyst at Pro Football Focus. It's a pleasure to have Max Chadwick on the show on a Wednesday. Max, happy Wednesday, man. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. You know, we're one day away from that massive Utah-Florida game, so I'm so pumped for that. I know you guys are, too. Absolutely. So that's where we're going to start and probably spend the majority of the conversation. And I know you've heard, because I've got your Twitter pulled up. You guys can follow Max on Twitter, at MaxChadwickCFB. Cameron Rising will not be under center tomorrow for Utah. That's not much of a surprise for those of us that are are on the ground here. Uh, But how do you see this game playing out? Utah's a four-point favorite. Here in Salt Lake, what are your thoughts on what we could see tomorrow with Utah taking on Florida? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I was you know pretty big news that came out today because you know the, all the news has been coming out recently, and I actually talked to Kyle Whittingham about this, and he's been saying, yeah, it's, it's going to come down to kickoff really, whether or not Cam's going to be able to go. Now, obviously, Pete Famo from ESPN reporting today that it's doubtful that that Rising is playing. It's doubtful that Brant Keithy, who's also recovering from torn ACL, will play as well. So, I mean, those are Utah's top two offensive players probably that you're taking out of this game right now. So I think it's going to be a ground-and-pound game on both sides. That's the bread and butter of Florida's offense as well. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be a, a tough game in the trenches for sure. And I still think it's going to be a close game even without Utah's two best players. And um, uh, would you be so bold as to give us a prediction, Max, on who you think wins the game tomorrow? Yeah, I don't want to uh, upset your your listeners right now, but I really it really was going to come down to whether or not Cam Rising was going to play for Utah because I, I do think Florida is in for a bounce back season. I think they're better than a lot of people expect them to be. Uh, but with Cam's the news that Cam is is likely not playing tomorrow night, uh, I do think Florida in a close one is going to beat Utah for the second straight year. So uh, if Rising was playing, I'd probably have a different prediction. I think Utah would win, but. I do think his loss is, is that significant. And also the loss of Brent Keithy, too, is, is a pretty significant one, too. So, uh, unfortunately for the listeners, uh, I, I do think Florida's coming out on top tomorrow night. Well, that's all right, man. I mean, look, I, I, I don't know that you're wrong. We're going to give our prediction tomorrow, but that's just how important any team's QB1 is. And, you know, it's interesting, Bryson, we've seen Bryson three separate times, and he's never really had an opportunity to properly prepare for the, the moment because – at Wazoo, he found out like 10 minutes before kickoff in the two Rose Bowl appearances. He had to step in for Cam after an injury. So I think Bryson will actually surprise a lot of people, Max. We're going to have to wait and see. But let me follow up with what you mentioned about Florida. Let's get into detail a little bit. What specifically about Florida gives you confidence that they're a better team than most people believe this year, Max? 
You know, well, listen, I, I think they have really good players up and down the roster. You know, it starts with that run game, like I mentioned before, between Montreal Johnson Jr., Trevor Etienne, the younger brother of Travis Etienne, obviously the Jaguars star running back. They're one of the better duos in college football in terms of running backs. And then also you look at that defense. Florida's got some really good players on that side of the ball as well. Prince Lee, Yaman Yellen, the edge defender, I think is one of the best edge defenders in college football. I think Jason Marshall Jr., the cornerback, is one of the best corners in college football. Um, and then, yeah, I, I just think that, you know, Graham Mertz obviously is not a, a great college quarterback, but I do think he's better, again, that, than people give him credit for. And I thought he, he was solid enough last year at Wisconsin. So um, they have a solid enough quarterback under center in Graham Mertz. And like I said, that, that run game is really going to be the key to this game, I think. And Utah should really try to put the ball in Graham Mertz's hands tomorrow night and say, hey, you beat us because – you know, they're losing a bunch of their receivers as well. So, uh, yeah, I think that, you know, the run game for Florida and, and the couple defensive superstars they have as well, um, that's what makes me confident in a, in a bounce back here for the Gators. Let's hone in on the Pac-12 a little bit. And you know what, Max, we're not going to talk about conference expansion. We're not. We're going to leave all that aside. We're actually going to talk football today. <laughs> Hope you don't mind. Uh, we saw Southern Cal over the weekend, and they looked like a Lincoln-Riley coach team that – Offense is insane. They've got some some new toys to play with, and obviously Caleb is Caleb. Uh, but the defense was somewhat underwhelming. I'm not trying to disparage San Jose State, but you know it seems like Max around here, and then some of the previews that you kind of read, and uh, you know some of the podcasts you listen to, or what have you, believe that there are five teams that legitimately have a shot to win the Pac-12: Southern Cal, Utah, the two Oregon schools, and then Washington as well. How do you see the top of the Pac-12 playing out this year, and who do you think is going to win the whole thing? Yeah, I think that's you know a good point that yeah, there are probably five schools. It's a very interesting conference this year. You know, you got five schools that are top twenty teams in the country right now, so um, it, it's a great year for the Pac-12. Unfortunately, it's the final year of the Pac-12 as well. Um, but yeah, you mentioned that USC team, and that offense is going to be, I would say, probably the best in the country once again. I mean, you got the best play caller in the country in Lincoln Riley. Got the best quarterback in the country in Caleb Williams. Cliff Kingsbury now is the quarterback coach, and we've seen what he's done before with guys like Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech, with guys like Kyler Murray in the NFL, Johnny Menzel in his one year at Texas A&M uh, when he won the Heisman Trophy as well. So uh, Caleb Williams is kind of in the same vein of those quarterbacks in terms of like winning outside of structure, so I think that'll be great. Offensive line is fantastic. Like you mentioned, the receiving core is fantastic. That offense is going to be electric. And I, I do think USC is winning the Pac-12, and I have them going to the college football playoff. Um, but the defense, man, I'm not going to overreact to one game, uh, but that defense performance was not great against San Jose State. And all we've heard this offseason was how much better the defense will be with all these players they're bringing in. And I will say, they got some talented players on that defense. It's not like this is a talent issue. Um, they just don't seem to be playing well. So then I think the, the blame has to go to Alex Grinch. Uh, the defensive coordinator. I wonder how much of a leash he'll have this year if this keeps up. But yeah, they got some talented players. Like I think Kalen Bulk is, is the best safety in the country, or one of them at least. Um, they got really good players in the D line. But yeah, they're just not playing together right now. Not playing physical enough, I think. So uh, it's going to be interesting, especially in a loaded offensive conference, how the defense reforms down the stretch. But I still think USC is going to come out on top and win the Pac-12. And I, if I had to make a prediction right now. I do think they'll, they'll be able to crack the college football playoff when it's all said and done. 
All right. Let me ask you um, to kind of pan back a little bit from a macro viewpoint to get your thoughts on the Utes. I, I know you, you're you going to pick Florida tomorrow in a close one because Cam and Brand are on ice. But let, let's just operate off the hypothetical that they get both Ryzen and Keithy back before league play. Now, uh, Bill Conley does all the scheduling, you know, strength of schedule stuff for ESPN. And I agree with Bill with his assertion that Utah – out of the five top teams in the Pac-12, has the hardest slate, has the hardest schedule. Uh, his assertion that Oregon State has the easiest is also something I agree with. But uh, if, if Utah can get right and healthy before league play, uh, what do you think they can do in Pac-12 play this year? Yeah, listen, this is, this is the uh, the kings of the mountain right now. You know, there's schools that, you know, we're all talking about Caleb Williams, Bo Nix, Michael Panix Jr., Heisman candidates there. It's Utah that has won the last two conference championships, though, and I think a lot of people forget that. Um, so, yeah, I think Cam Rising coming back, I mean, this seems to be another school that, you know, you just kind of forget about until, you know, you get to November and they're all of a sudden in the Pac-12 title game and winning the Pac-12 title game and making the Rose Bowl. So I don't know if that will happen this year. I, actually, I don't think it will happen this year. Um, but I do think Utah is certainly in the mix with USC, with Washington, with Oregon, with Oregon State. Uh, they're certainly in that mix, and, and you know they. I would not be surprised if they three-peat because you know Kai Whittingham even told me he's like this is the best team I've ever had uh, in all my years at Utah. He's been there since 2005 as, as like the head coach. So um, yeah, man, he's. He, I, I'm excited for this Utah team, and uh, I think they're always going to be in that mix with Kai Whittingham and all those great assistant coaches because they don't have maybe the talent that other schools do, but you will not find probably a better coach team in the Pac-12 conference than the Utah Utes on both sides of the ball. So, uh, yeah, I, I really think that they're certainly in the mix to win the conference championship once again this year. I know you're high on Southern Cal. I think a lot of people are. Um, we haven't seen a two-time Heisman Trophy winner since the 70s when Archie Griffin did it. You think Caleb can get it done this year, Max? You think we're going to see a back-to-back Heisman Trophy winner? I do not think he will do it, but he certainly can do it. I, the one thing I would say – for Caleb is that I do not think I don't care how good he is I can't see the Heisman Trophy voters giving it to him again without making the college football playoff I think that yeah. you know it's extremely rare for a Heisman winner to not be uh, you know back then in the BCS championship game and then now of course in the final four uh, it's extremely rare for that to happen he was just good enough last year and there really wasn't a superstar in the and the fourth playoff team um, so I think he got he got it last year but, man, it is hard, and there's, there's certainly voter fatigue that plays a factor there. Um, so, listen, I do think USC is making a comfortable playoff, which ultimately I think Caleb will certainly be in the Heisman conversation, but I do think that's a necessary requirement for him this year because I, I can't see him getting it again. My pick to, to win the Heisman, though, is Jordan Travis, the quarterback from Florida State, uh, because I think Florida State is going to be the best story in college football this year. I have them winning the ACC and, and cracking the college football playoff. And Jordan Travis is certainly a big reason for that as the top three quarterback in the country. So uh, if I had to pick, because the narrative, the Heisman Trophy is, is also a narrative-based award as much as it is stats, I think Jordan Travis and the Florida State Seminoles are probably the best story in college football this year. And uh, he'll also be a superstar on the field, too. So, uh, yeah, I, I got Jordan Travis winning the Heisman Trophy uh, over Caleb Williams. But I do think Caleb is a really good shot at winning, at you know, repeating as a champ, as the winner. Let me kick the tires with you, Max, on some other storylines that are pertinent to some local teams. And Utah State's going to hit the road this weekend to take on Iowa. 
And uh, Utah State's a bit of a mystery. Uh, Blake Anderson lost a lot of kids via transfer portal. There are a lot of new faces. And Cade McNamara, the Michigan transfer as of today, is questionable to play for Iowa. They're still a massive favorite. And um, like I said, I don't really know what to expect from Utah State. But for our Aggie fans out this way, tell us about Iowa a little bit. What are they up against? And uh, if Cade McNamara can't go, what does that do for uh, Utah State's chances? It certainly helps it a lot. Um, I think, you know, Cade McNamara is, is a really solid quarterback and something that Iowa, frankly, has not had uh, under center. So I think Iowa will be better on the offensive side of the ball, certainly better than last year. I mean, they were one of the worst offensive teams in the country last year, so much so that you saw the, you know, all the stuff coming out that some of their offensive players were betting the under on their own games, which is just <laughs> insane. Uh, but now, you know, you look at that team and, you know, the reason why Iowa is still, you know, an eight and five team, even with a top three worst offense in the country, uh, was because their defense was a top three defense in the country, if not the best defense in college football last year. And I think that'll remain true. I think Phil Parker, the defensive coordinator at Iowa, is the best defensive coordinator in college football. Uh, I think Cooper DeGene, the cornerback, is going to be maybe a top 15 pick in the draft. They have dudes all over that defense, even after losing some key pieces like Jack Campbell. Um, yeah, this is a very defensive loaded team at Iowa. That'll remain true this season. Um, and I do think the offense will be improved. And I could see Iowa coming out of that Big Ten West um, if the offense is improved. But like I said, if K. McNamara is not able to go, it could be some more tough flooding for that Iowa offense. But if he is able to go, then I, I do think you'll see some improvement for the Hawkeyes' offense. Brigham Young is making their initial foray in the Big 12 play, but before they do that, they open with a couple of cakewalks. They've got Sam Houston, they're favored by 20, and then Southern Utah. Due respect to those schools, I'm not expecting to learn much about BYU until they go on the road to, to take on Arkansas. So before we get to Big 12 play, tell us about Arkansas, Max. What's BYU up against week three when they hit the road against an SEC team? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, Arkansas is not ranked right now. I actually had the Razorbacks in my top 25 preseason poll because um, I really, really like the Razorbacks, and I think their run game is, is lethal. You know, I think K.J. Jefferson, I would argue, is probably a top 10 quarterback in the country, uh, mostly because of his rushing ability. Um, and then, you know, the other guy they have there is Raheem Sanders, who's a top three running back in the country as well. They call him Rocket even though he's like 240 like pounds, just because he's a fast, fast back for a guy who's that big. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they got a, a rushing attack that you really, really have to account for. And then Bo Limmer, their center, is probably the best center in college football, too. So uh, A gap, B gap, whatever you want to say, they're, that's going to be alive and well uh, for Utah this year, or for Arkansas, excuse me, this year. And, yeah, that's going to be a great game. You know, I think BYU's got good players in the trenches as well, especially Kingsley Suomataia, the left tackle, who could be a first-round pick, ultimately NFL draft. Um, but, yeah, I am really, really high on the Razorbacks this year. So I think they're kind of getting underrated by, you know, all the national media right now. Interesting. All right, now let's move over to the Big 12, where, as I referenced, it's BYU's maiden voyage. Uh, Vegas over-under is four and a half. Um, there are not a lot of national outlets to think BYU is going to do much this year. Uh, I, I love their head coach. I love their offensive coordinator. They're really good dudes. I pull for them to do well. So, two-part question, how do you see the Big 12 playing out? Who do you like to win it? And then what does success look like for Brigham Young year one in the Big 12, Max? Yeah, I think four and a half wins is low. You know, I still think BYU is a chance to make a bowl game this year. Uh, I, I like a lot of the pieces they have 
Keaton Slovis, the, court, the new quarterback there, uh, when I actually talked to Kingsley Sumatia, he was saying, man, I am so excited to watch Keaton this year. Like, he, he's excited to block his blind side because he thinks you know, Keaton is going to be a really good quarterback for them. So, um, yeah, I, I actually think for, that's a kind of insane line for me because also the Big 12, top to bottom, is probably the closest out of any uh, Power 5 conference. Like, I think the best Big 12 team and the worst Big 12 team are much closer than the best and worst team in any other Power 5 conference. So I think almost every Big 12 game is going to be a really, really interesting and close game. Um, it, it's tough to pick a winner from that conference. I do think Texas will get over the hump and do it this year with the amazing offensive players that they have. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just talking about, you know, BYU in their first year in the Big 12, I mean, I think, you know, 4-8, and 5-7, and seven, I would expect more than that. I mean, I, I think it's probably – uh, a six or maybe even seven win team if all goes right because I don't think BYU is as bad as people think they are. And also I think that the Big 12 top to bottom is is really, really tight. So there's a lot of toss-up games in there. So, yeah, I, I would give BYU more credit than, uh, than Vegas is probably getting them right now. All right, Max, before I say you lose, uh, let's talk about the top of college football this year. I, I mean, it seems like a consensus that – Georgia will once again just be dominant. 34 players selected in the draft over the past three years. A bevy of talent. Brock Bowers is still there, which is crazy. He's only a junior. They're breaking in a new quarterback, but everybody feels like Carson Beck can get the job done. And it's interesting, Max, as you know, the top of the top of the table, I mean, who's going to play quarterback at Tuscaloosa? You know, we heard Ryan Day say mm-hmm. that Kyle McCord's going to get that job, and Devin Brown will back him up, and McCord is high, was high school teammates with Marvin Harrison, Jr., but outside of Georgia, uh, you know, maybe Michigan is a team that you look at because they do have their QB returning and J.J. McCarthy. But how do you see the top of college football playing out? Who do you think ultimately makes that CFP, and who are you taking to win it this year? Yeah, it's a really interesting year of college football because, like you said, there are so many, you know, huge programs that are losing their leaders on our center. Stetson Bennett, two-time national champion, versus A.J. McCarron to do that. He's gone from Georgia. I think Carson Beck is going to be a lot better than people think, though. I think he is, he looks really good as a backup, and I think he could be uh, surprising a lot of people this year. But, yeah, Alabama, I don't know what is going to happen in Alabama quarterback room. And I, I think it's more of an issue than they're even letting on right now because Jalen Moreau did not look good at all uh, when he was in replacement for Bryce Young. He seems to be the leader in the clubhouse right now. Tyler Buckner transferred in from Notre Dame. He was not very good at Notre Dame. Ty Simpson was a former five-star recruit, but he only had five dropbacks to his name as well. So I don't know what's happening in Tuscaloosa right now. And it makes me a little nervous to pick Alabama, even though Nick Saban, um, you know, the last time Nick Saban went back-to-back years without making at least a college football playoff or BCS national championship game was his first two years at Alabama. So I don't. I think that'll happen this year, though, because I think Georgia is my number one team. I, I think they're making it back. Um, they're going to win the SEC once again. I think Michigan is winning it all this year. I, I really think that roster top to bottom is, is really special. And like you mentioned, J.J. McCarthy is back under center. Um, so I think Michigan's winning the national title. I got Florida State as my other playoff team uh, winning the ACC and with that loaded roster. And I think USC will crack the Final Four, winning the Pac-12 in its final year of existence as well. But, yeah, it, it's an interesting year of college football. And I, I can see other schools like Alabama maybe making it at Dick Saban um, you know, puts on a, another amazing coaching performance like he always does. Ohio State, I can see making it. I can see Texas uh, potentially. You know, if they if they go on a run, they can make it. Maybe LSU. Like, there's a lot of it's a wide open year. I think Michigan and Georgia are pretty clearly for me the top two teams. But after that, I mean, it's it's wide open. So 
uh, I'm really interested in seeing who uh, who emerges this year. All right, man. I appreciate your time today. A lot of good stuff. Uh, I respect your knowledge, but I hope you're wrong about the game tomorrow, Florida, Utah. But only time will tell, Max. Thanks. Thanks for the time, man. Love to do it again soon, okay? Of course. Thanks so much, guys. Yeah, I can't wait for the game tomorrow. All right, there he is, Max Chadwick, uh, who does college football show for Pro Football Focus. It's called Preferred Walk-On. Talented kid, man. Give him a follow on Twitter. We always ask you to support our guests if you can, at Max Chadwick CFB, and then all the links to his work up there.